Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. There are things that we still do. We do seven-day free virtual retreats, which are amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's experiential. Seven days, I show up on Zoom for free, and I deliver value that is worth lots and lots and lots of money, and I give people an experience. My guest today is Eva Pelakova. Eva's a business and mindset coach who helps high-performing multi-six- and seven-figure business owners break free of their barriers and fall madly in love with their business. Eva, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you this morning? I am so good. I'm so happy to be here with you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You've, wow, you've made such a change in your life because of adversity, right? If you think of it, mm-hmm. we, we had a little conversation and, and you have a beautiful baby right now. Mm-hmm. But let's get into when you were a little girl. What, who influenced you? What made you? Who you are today? This mm. beginning way back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yes, uh, you know I grew up in a very I would think average household, mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, where it was just very very normal. You know, everybody went to the same school. We all did the same things. We all played musical instruments in my family, and you know I didn't go through any major crazy trauma. I would say, you know, I didn't go through any craziness, but some of the things that happen, it doesn't even matter. You know, if you don't, you're still going through stuff and you're still building identities that define who you are. Where did you grow up? A little town in the middle of nowhere called Tachov, which is in the Czech Republic, about 10 minutes from the border with Germany. Mm. Yeah. And then I spent most of my life there. Ended up traveling around the world when I was about 20, visited 30 different countries, ended up living in Peru for a year, worked yeah. there for a while, uh, learned Spanish. Since I was nine years old, I wanted to live in the US. That was a dream. I remember having this like <laughs> picture like in my room. It was like a manifestation before you had any idea what that was. And I had this picture of people, like happy people in front of Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and I had that there. I'm like, one day I'm going to live in this country, not in this country that I utterly don't like, you know, I had a very difficult, like what, what you would call middle school time. Yes. And so I just kept daydreaming, daydreaming, daydreaming. And eventually when I was, uh, you know, I made few visits to the U.S. And eventually when I was 24, I ended up moving to the U.S. working mm-hmm. for a big pharma of all things in corporate global tax department of one of the top five pharmas, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. So not who I am, but hey, you know, and then I ended up getting my MBA at UT Austin, just really, really wanted my citizenship. So uh, took the corporate job because that was the 20 year dream, you know, get the mm-hmm. citizenship, took a corporate job, lasted about three years, always knew it wasn't for me, but, you know, kind of like paid my dues. And, and that was that. And ever since then, under the world of entrepreneurship. Nice, nice. Yeah. Let's backtrack a little bit. At 20, you traveled, you went to 30 different countries. Yeah. That happened. 
You know, I was always a little adventurous, a little bit of a dreamer, never had any money. You know, one of the things when I moved to the US, I literally had $20. That's all I had. I could not afford a second suitcase. So money mm. was never a thing for me when it came to traveling because I realized traveling is actually much cheaper than living where you are, you know, exchange rate and all that. So you don't need a lot of money to do that. And uh, hostels and whatever for 20 year olds are very cheap. So just ended up backpacking through it when it wasn't all at once, but I ended up backpacking through South America, you know, parts of Asia, lots of Europe. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, going through all these different cultures, if you will, there had to be so many lessons that you learned, right? Mm -hmm. Let, tell me one of the one that really stands out for you, if you don't mind. Mm, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. You know, you just kind of, you just kind of, you know, realize what resonates with you and what doesn't, you know, and I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of love for the US, you know, and right, right now I live in Costa Rica, which is mm. my home as of right now. And so a little bit, you know, US is like the home of freedom and, and um, the difference between where I grew up is that US is very much like follow your dream, you can do it. And I really, really love that supportive culture. And now I've kind of like a little bit out, outgrown that and I love more of the community, community, mm -hmm. like people being closer kind of thing in, in Costa Rica. So I think every country offers whatever you need in that moment. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, just going to have to follow your heart. You know, if you don't feel like your home is where you're living, that's your home. That's OK. Go find somewhere else. Right, right. Yeah, you have to find. I guess we go through stages in life, right? Mm -hmm. If you think of it. Why Costa Rica? Mm -hmm. So I'll take you back to 2019. Thank you so much for all these questions. So no 2019, I had, my, I had my business coaching practice and everything that I was doing was uh, offline, right? It was all go to, I was, I was traveling around the US doing what I do, you know, just love, love, love the travel. And um, my base was Boulder, Colorado, but I got an RV and I went around the country and visited uh, 20 or 30 different states doing different mm. speaking gigs, right? So I would pop in a pop in a small, it was like small speaking gigs. It was like 20, 30 people, female mm. entrepreneurial organizations and like go do a uh, workshop for 30 minutes. And then I would ask people, hey, if you want to work with me, sign up on this sheet and let's do a consult. And then ended up signing people into my private coaching program, right? And that was awesome. I got to, I kind of mapped it out, uh, Raphael. I kind of mapped it out in, in a way that I thought was genius. Uh, the South was in the winter. The North was in the summer. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of like, I'm going to just map it out. And, and it really, really worked out. It was very beautiful. And then um, I had somebody else join me on this journey. And we were actually doing some of the coaching together. We were doing mm -hmm. uh, spiritual coaching together and I was doing uh, business coaching on my own and we were also working on a book together and it was it was just like one of those wow like does this get any better you know it was this it was this like really really um um exciting journey exciting time of my life and we were spending lots and lots of time uh visiting different state parks national parks hiking lots mm. lots and lots of spiritual work and meditation and and mm. spiritual research all sorts of stuff and then, and then it got even better when in July 1st, 2019, I found out that I was pregnant and I was like, wow, like, oh my gosh. Mm. I was like, oh, you know, it's just like, okay, we're going to have a family. Wow. You know, after 10 years of trying and getting nowhere, I'm like, mm. oh my God, you know, I did not expect that now, but Hey, you know, super, <laughs> super, super happy, exciting, but you know, life had a little bit of a different plan. And, and a few days later he left and I, literally have not heard from him since and decided he didn't want to be a father didn't want to be on this wow. journey again i should say father again because he already had two kids and um mm. and what followed was like okay you know it was it, it got really really real mm. really really real really where, fast too. yes very very fast you know it was like and i've had a few of those moments since too where you just kind of like realize okay where i'm heading yeah. Universe is saying, no, go over here. This is right. not it, you know? Right, right. And we kick and we scream, like, how could he? You know, how could this happen to me? Like, how in a world, like, how, what did I miss? Who's the kind of person who, like, you know, gets so blindsided? What did I? And so, you know, just all this self doubt and shame and grief and mm -hmm. apathy. I, right. For three months, I sat on a couch and 
I couldn't even get up other than to go puke because I was, I was so sick, you know? So I had to go and cancel um, the, the remaining, all the, all these other speaking engagements, right? So I was supposed mm-hmm. to go to the Midwest for the fall, enjoy the fall in the Midwest. And I canceled all that because just there was no energy and no ability to drive. I don't think you've ever been pregnant before. I'll, I'll, I'll take a guess. <laughs> but, but, but it's like one of the, one of the side effects for some women is you cannot drive. It makes you so nauseous. So you like start the car and you're like, nope, nope. Yeah. Right. So especially the RV and, and, you know, long, long trips. I was like, okay, that's not happening. So I was like, all right, um, I have to figure out something else. I'm going to be a single mom. And it got really real. I realized I cannot live in Boulder because Boulder is so over the top expensive. And mm. I said, okay, I'm going to move to uh, Pueblo, Colorado, which is a town that is, you know, not, not as nice as Boulder. Let's just put it this way. Right. Okay. <laughs> rent, right. rent is about a third is a little bit of a hole. <laughs> I mm. say. There's nothing under for ship going on, but I said, you know, okay, you know, I'm going to do this. I did not know a single person there. So it's not the brightest of ideas. You know, I wish somebody else made decisions for me during the first mm-hmm. trimester, but, but I moved there on my own, no friends, no support, no family in the country because I'm originally from somewhere else, right? And so here I'm sitting in complete depression and apathy and grief and self-doubt and, and all the things and just how could we? And maybe this is, no, like nothing, nothing, you know, was going to change. And on some level, on some level, I think we know when we're in the middle of such a complete 360 in our life, I, I think at some level, we know that this is happening for us, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it, right? We're kicking and screaming and we're just <laughs> yeah. like the future that we just in our head looked so beautiful and bright. And I think this is especially like we women, you know, women do this like, ah, it's just going to look so beautiful. Right. Yeah. And the, this whole attachment to future that just not, isn't going to happen is there. But I said, okay, I'm going to have to build my business online because I can't travel right now. And what followed, I think is, um, I think a lot of coaches might relate to because I fell for this passive income trap. You know, I'm going to build memberships and courses online and <laughs> that's, and I'm not bad with tech by any means. I can, I can do it. I'm, right. you know, I, I, I can do it. but I built the most amazing courses and memberships you can even imagine and build the most sophisticated, beautiful with, with, uh, Jay, my, at the time she was a VA right now, she's our head of operations. Um, you know, we build the most amazing uh, funnels and tested Facebook ads. And we're like, we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to figure this out, right? There is just things that should work and they don't. And it's for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. nobody, actually, to be fair, two people bought our $57 course and one of them was uh, a good friend of mine. So I'm going to say we had one customer in our $57 course. And, you know, in retrospect, I realized I realized it's it's not a legit way to build your business. And the reason why is because when you're building your business, you have to, you cannot hide. You cannot hide behind tech. You cannot hide behind pre-recording. You cannot hide. You, uh, in order to grow yourself somebody to somebody who can handle large volume of clients or, you know, maybe not large, but, you know, a good number of clients and right. maybe staff members and the issues that are going to come up and people are going to have lots and lots and lots of opinions of you all day, every day. It can be very destabilizing. And if you don't go through the, what it actually takes, the, the, the emotional work and going through the discomfort and growing through it, you'll never get to that level in business. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So what people are, what people are doing out there is trying to, they're, they're walking in circle and they're avoiding the discomfort. They're avoiding the hard stuff and they, they fall for this no sales funnel. You do not have to talk to people. Just right. do this and record this webinar. And 99% plus of them are failing, right? So, right. so I, I realized at some point in the fall, once they started coming out of this, I was like, you know, going back to the basics. And I think, by the way, 2022 is going, and right now we see so much inner space, you know, 
Um, so many changes, so many people have gone out of business, right? The people who are the experts on this, that, or the other, they have, so many of them have gone out of business and we're going through a major, major, major shift, right? Mm-hmm. And, but, and it's now more important than ever in business to not fall for tactics, not fall for, not fall for throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks. Yes. Now go to the next social media platform and think that that is going to save you. Not far for the tech at all, at all. It's now, I think, more important than ever to go back to basics and the business strategies that have worked for 5,000 plus years. Right. You know, Connection, it's always right? good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and talking, be in camera, you know, yeah. I mean, 5,000 years ago, people were not on camera, but they were talking right. to each other, right? Correct. They were doing value. They were serving before they ever asked for anything, you know, things like that, like old school stuff. Yeah. You know, and integrity, integrity is so important and alignment. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, you know, I, I think you, you know, my story a little bit, like once we started doing this, we, we grow from, from zero, literally I had 700 bucks on my account in I think October, November, 2019. And, uh, the first quarter of 2021, we had million dollars in revenue in, in mm-hmm. that quarter. Right. And it was a little bit more than I could handle. Like, okay, let's slow it down. It's a little bit much. Right. <laughs> And there's a lot of lessons that I learned from that and a lot happened, you know, after that too. Mm-hmm. And, and there's one thing and you know, there's one thing I'm going to say is that, and I've had a lot of clients that have followed and they went through this rapid growth faster than we did. Right? right. And what I've seen is that if you make it, you grow really fast and you're not truly aligned with who you are, it's always going to crash. And that's what we're seeing right now in the industry, in business coaching, but in any kind of coaching, the people who grow really fast and then their launches, their launches start failing and they start crashing. It's because they are not in alignment. And I actually went through the same thing, right? So I'm not here to point fingers. I'm like, they, I actually went through like major, major, major wake up calls, like through this whole year. And mm. still going through it. And I think that's what this year is. And as entrepreneurs, like, yes, go out there and be on camera and, uh, and talk to people and do podcasts and get interviewed and interviewing other people, all, do all these things. And at the same time, um, I think we have, uh, there's so many of us waking up, you know, from um, so much of misalignment. And that's, you know, right. what 2021 has been. And so going into 2022, it's super, super, super important more than ever to start really asking, is this really who I am? Is this what I really want to do? What do I actually want? What actually makes my heart happy rather than, oh, I want to be at seven figures because that's going to make me happy because it won't. It won't. It won't. It won't. Absolutely not. Because, no. <laughs> you know, happiness when we think about happiness, it's not, there's no money attached to happiness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bought happiness, right? Mm. Genuine happiness comes from the life we are living, the people we surround ourselves with. Yes. That's happiness, right? A lot of people say, oh, money can buy happiness. No, money can buy things to make you happy, but that's not buying happiness. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about everything that we do and and we talk about business we have to think about sustainability mm-hmm. are we able to sustain the current state we are in now a year from now so when you talk about every, all the ups and downs that you went through 2021 mm-hmm. and the fact that you are successful it's because you were aware you were in touch you were present right because you wouldn't be able to be successful without being present, without knowing what's really going on. And like you said, a lot of people failed Mm -hmm. because they were not present. They were Mm -hmm. thinking ahead, which is great, but you have to be present. And like you talked before, back to the roots, back to what worked Mm -hmm. in the old days. So we have to keep the, 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 our history alive. We have to think of the past. Because when we put those three things together, that's where we're talking about being aligned, like you said, right? Being aligned is everything. Because like you said also, 
we have to be aligned with ourselves, right? That's priority. If we're not, then wow. Also, I want to go back a little bit. When you said that I was never pregnant, man, why can't I be? Wouldn't that be amazing if (laughs) pregnant? If we can feel the beauty, yes, you, you girls, you women, oh my gosh, I give you so much credit. The changes your body goes through, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you were getting sick, but you were getting sick because there was beauty being built inside of you. Mm-hmm. And us guys, we don't experience that. Mm-hmm. So we could never, ever know what you've gone through. There is no way. So all the, the pain, the heartache all these things it's because you're building beauty and sometimes that's the only way i can see right Mm -hmm. when we're going through pain we're going through suffering it's because we're building something bigger but we have to be present in order to see that happening listen i wish i love kids i wish i could have kids of my own Mm. that's not going to happen right so i I give you so much credit for Thank you. being able to have a child. Mm-hmm. And you said you were trying, you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were not ready. It wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know those answers, right? If we did, my gosh, that would be incredible. But everything that happens, happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't even want to call him your ex. I don't know if you guys were married or not. But the gentleman who gave you a gift mm-hmm. and disappeared, I'm mm-hmm. going to call it a gift because he did give you a gift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he disappeared. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was to make you a better person, to help mm-hmm. people grow. And I'm sure you had doubt and you probably wondered, was it me? What did I do wrong to make him disappear? Mm-hmm. Right. But it wasn't you. It was him. Everything was on him. He left. That's on him, not on you and your beautiful child. What's your, what's your baby's name? Lexi. Lexi? Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So we still don't know how you got to uh, Costa Rica. How'd you, how'd you, mm. right? You were in Colorado. <laughs> so yes, tell me, yes, how yes. did you get to Costa Rica? What prompted you to leave the States and go there? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, winter in Colorado is not my thing. And oh. <laughs> it gets it gets that much worse when you have an infant. Now you have to put 1,300 layers on them. And then I'm just a very impatient person sometimes. And trying to get myself out the door in the winter is hard enough. <laughs> trying to get two of us out the door. And I'm like, okay. You know, honestly, I was like, okay, no. <laughs> and the second thing is, as I was still, you know, in the beginning stages of my business, I had no income. I took seven days of maternity leave because that's all I could afford, right? Because mm-hmm. I was just rebuilding this from scratch. Right. And I was I was paying 20 bucks an hour for, for nanny to be able to do that. And it was just at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that, right? right. It's very, very difficult. And Colorado prices and all that. And, you know, zero support. and. I said, okay, I need to figure out something different. So I went down to Costa Rica because the support here is so much better. And, you know, Lexi, you know, we just came back from the beach. You know, we, we're, we're five minutes from the beach in the morning. There's no putting on 13 layers. It's like, same clothes. We're just going to the beach. We're going to get wet, get wet, then hop back in the shower. Now she's napping, you know, oh. uh, next door. And it's like, you know, and I have uh, so much more support, such just in terms of childcare, it's so much better. She's actually starting um, Montessori too. There's a bilingual, which is, you know, a dream, Mm. a dream for me when she gets to play with, you know, just very uh, pretty wide variety, diversity of, of kids. And just the support here is phenomenal. So for, I think for single moms, this is a little bit of a heaven, as long as you can have an online income, you know, and, mm. and which I do uh, from my virtual coaching practice. So it's, it's just, it's just so much better. Nice. What'd you do? Look at a globe, spin it and put your finger on it. How'd you get, why choose Costa Rica? Did you know about Costa Rica? Ooh, could you, you know, could have been, uh, Peru, could it have been um, my country, Colombia? Could it have been Puerto Rico? 
Colombia was uh, was up for consideration. There's there's some you know it's it's not a bad country to go during pandemic now. You know, Costa Rica's was one of the few um, because they moved here in February, right? It was one of the few you could actually go to. Mm. It was, you know, and and then my second pick would have been Thailand. But in terms of time zones, I would have been working all night if I have clients in the U.S. and Europe, right? So time zone wise or Bali, Bali would be beautiful, but the time zones are just impossible. Mm. They'd be working like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. hours. I'm just like, no, that's not worth it. You know, I, I really, I really like working during the day and all that. So, <laughs> right. So, so Costa Rica's open. There was, uh, it, there were no restrictions. While a lot of the other countries were like, you have to go to on two week quarantine and all that. So it was, it was an easy pick. I was going to go to St. Lucia for a hot minute, and and then they closed that down. <laughs> like, okay, not happening. Colombia is like, yeah, at some at some point, maybe you know, it's it's lots of people are going there now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you took your business from nothing to a million dollars in 18 months. Yeah. You figured something out. Yeah. Everyone wants to figure out what did you figure out? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I also want to want to say, you know, that was then and then the, and the and the the things that I was teaching were working and now we're changing everything, too. Right. So. So I will tell with I will tell you how we do, but also like things are different, right? So, for example, there are things that we still do. We do seven day free virtual retreats, which are amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's experiential. Seven days, I show up on Zoom for free, and I deliver value that is worth lots and lots and lots of money, and I give people an experience. and And we do um, breakout rooms and reflection and road mapping and yada yada yada, right? And so I do that. I, I did that a lot, like very consistently every about eight weeks. I would do it Monday through Sunday. And on day four, you know, on Thursday, I would say, all right, you know, if you want to continue working with us, I'm going to stay on. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you kind of how that would work. So if you're not interested in working with us, go do your thing and we'll see you back tomorrow. Right. Right. And then I would tell them all about my program. And then I would in- invite my clients to go and talk about my program. And they'd be like, this sounds really awesome. We'll join. And people would join into, into our program. And that would be that would be it. And, and I'm running a group coaching program. And I do much individual coaching because, you know, as a as a single mom, it's just not possible. But um, but yeah, it, it was kind of like that. And and people are like, how'd you get people there? You know, it, it was it used to be much easier than it is now that you can talk to everybody on Instagram and invite them to your retreat. Right. And we were running, you know, some Facebook ads, which then you go through updates and it's like, all right, you know, that's uh, <laughs> yes. it's a little that's that's a little harder now. So right now it's all referral based partnerships with other people, you know, going on podcasts, lots of podcasts, interviewing which I love, you know, and people are like, okay, I like what you say. I'm going to come to her retreat, you know, that's kind of that, you know, with the retreats you get, you know, we get, I don't know, right now for the next one, we have, I want to say 250 people sign up. We're probably going to get around a thousand, you know, cause it's a month from now. And, you know, then you get, I want to say like one, two, three percent people sign up because, right. you know, depending on where you price it. Right. So my program that I was running, I was I was charging eighteen and a half thousand a year for, so it was quite a bit of money. So it'd be a small number of people that I chose to work with, and I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to launch out of the one in January. We're going to see because I really just want to do a mindset mm-hmm. uh, stuff and like a deep spiritual work, you know, because that's that's really like what has transpired through this year, and, and I'll tell you honestly why. Because I was doing like lots of business coaching and then, you know, mindset coaching. And I, and I realized this, which I shared with you, which is like, it doesn't matter. Like you build your business and you make the money and then what? You're still like in the same level of, you know, your consciousness, your happiness or unhappiness. You're still exactly where you were, right? So, so my true passion isn't the financial freedom, although that's really nice, or the location freedom and all that fun stuff. My true passion is that the freedom of the mind, right? And being able to heal all this stuff and let go of this stuff as you grow your business, because the business is the perfect incubator and it will throw at you all the crazy stuff, right? So I want to, I'm moving more and more towards 
towards that and away from tactics because whatever, you know, all the tactics have been taught. I can give it to you in an hour. Here's what you need to do. It's so simple. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Go talk to people, ask them to be a client. What more is there to do? Right. So, so, but it's, but it's the mind that stops us. So, so yeah, that's, that's the strategy. And it's, it's really, it's really quite simple. Right. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent in the way that a lot of people are using tactics and they're failing. Because what you did, which I, I think was brilliant, that you did not sell during your seven-day workshops, right? You did it on the fourth day, and then you said, if you're not interested, that's cool. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And a lot of people, they'll do a seven-day workshop or a three-day workshop. They're selling every, at the end of every one. You know, they do an hour workshop and for... 40 minutes, they'll give you content. And then the last 20, they're selling you. They're selling yeah. you. They're selling you. I, think, I, think, I think that's perfectly okay. But I think you have to give people an out. Yeah. Right. And, I, and right. I learned that because I think like if you're delivering so much content for free, you know, if you're charging for it, that's a different thing. But if you're delivering free content, then that's perfectly okay. But, and I, I don't think it's out of integrity for people to sell. But no, people are going true. to feel this like, uh, you know, so, so it works much better when you make a clean transition and you say, okay, you know, we have given you guys lots. We're going to continue tomorrow. Now it's time to talk about my pitch. I'm going to pitch you if you don't like it, bye-bye. You know, right, it's right. like, and, and it's like the more clarity and the more honesty there is, you know, there's nothing wrong with sales. It's a, it's a meeting of two consenting adults to talk about working together. That's all it is, you know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, and look, we're all salespeople, right? I mean, even little kids, they're yeah. the best salespeople, right? Mm -hmm. Because they'll ask mom, hey, mom, can I have this? Mom says no. I go, hmm. Mom, what if I do this? Can I have this? No. <laughs> Let me see. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe I got to go to the other person. Hey, dad, can I have? No. Talk to your mom, <laughs> right? They, so kids understand. They have to be resilient to get what they want. And yes. a salesperson, and, and we shut people down from being salespeople because when we think about it, right, we mm -hmm. tell them, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And then all of a sudden they shut down. But mm -hmm. everyone's a great salesperson, especially when mm -hmm. they're kids, right? And so one of the things I teach people is that be a kid, be a kid. So when I talked about like when people go to sell at the end of or, or in the middle of their, their program, it's how we do it, right? And that's where the success will come in. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I said that. The, I love the way you did it because you kind of said, hey, by the way, we've given you all. And you said it. We've given you all this. And uh, if you want to work with me, let me, let me share that with you. If you don't want to work with me, that's cool. See you tomorrow. And that is a great pitch because you're giving the person an opportunity to go for it. You, you're letting them know it's their choice. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, some of these other people are not doing that. They're kind of like, and, and yesterday I was on Clubhouse, believe it or not. I was just listening and I was doing something. So I, I was not going to talk on it. I was just listening. And it was an entrepreneur thing. And my gosh. It was, the pitch was the same by everyone who was in it. And I was like, they need something better. So sometimes mm -hmm. I just listen into rooms mm -hmm. just to see how people are selling. Because mm -hmm. that is just a, a quick lesson to say mm -hmm. what not to do. <laughs> so for me, I love, like sometimes I'll, I'll get a telemarketer where somebody comes into my business and I'll give them the time of day when they try to sell me something. And I'll say, okay. You know, whether I am interested or not interested, you know, I take that information and see what could have been different. How can that person have sold me? And a couple of times, the person's really nice. I was not interested, but I said, hey, you know, if you did this and this and this, you would have gotten me better. You would have sold me better. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, thank you. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> so for me, it's always giving, right? Helping someone. And we're all salespeople. Mm -hmm. And it's how we sell, especially online. It's mm -hmm. so hard to keep people engaged if they feel they're being sold to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put up a wall immediately. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they don't want a hard push sale. And it's like, uh, you know, it just we just had somebody new join our program. And, and you know, on the call, I told her, you know, I'm not going to push and pressure you into anything. Like, you join when you're ready. You know, and she's like, okay, I need to, like, you know, pop myself up. I'm going to join on Friday. Just give me three days. I'm like, okay, no pressure. It doesn't have to be on Friday. Join on Monday, whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> and But, like, we have been taught. And, and for a minute, like, for a hot minute, I followed this, too, you know. It was like, you just have to close the deal on one call conversation. Like, all these things, right? And then it's like. There's and, and that's another way I think the planet is really shifting and we we have to let go of that because the in order to ness, you know, you like you look at even like the sales landing pages, like it was just I look at the Facebook ads that you know I see from other coaches and there's just like energetic coaching and it's all spiritual. You look at the page and it's like so much of it is in order to get you quick and it's like yeah, I think people have gone gotten smarter. Right. People have got gone past that. Like people don't even respond to anymore. That's why it's not working. You cannot keep perfecting and doing more of which isn't working, right? So <laughs> it's like that's where I think uh, this year, or the second half of the year, has been hard for a lot of people because the, the tactics that worked before aren't working. So people mm -hmm. are smarter. Oh, yeah. you know, they don't fall for it. They don't fall for this. Like if you don't join in the next five minutes, you know, it's, it's like yeah. Your life's over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to miss yeah. the lifetime deal, you know. Mm -hmm. When we think about 2020, it brought out so many mm -hmm. Beautiful. coaches. It brought out coaches who should not be coaches. Mm. It brought out a lot of scam artists. It brought out a lot of, a lot of people who should not be asking for a penny. I think that my reasoning for creating Coaching Call was to get authentic coaches like mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. on my podcast to mm -hmm. let people know. And I believe in coaching. I have a couple of coaches of, of my own. Mm -hmm. And I believe in coaching so much because coaching has molded us, whether we accept it or not. Our parents were our coaches. Our teachers were our coaches. If we played a sport, we dealt with coaches. When you go to work for someone and they need to teach you how to do your job, that's your coach. Mm -hmm. So coaching is everywhere. And mm -hmm. I want to let people know that we all need coaches, mm -hmm. but it's, it's getting the right coach for you, right? Finding the coach mm -hmm. that works, that resonates with you mm -hmm. and not getting into this guilt feeling like, oh, I, I have to do with this coach. Otherwise, I'm no, mm -hmm. no that nonsense. So that's why I created mm -hmm. Coaching Call. To bring mm -hmm. uh, amazing, and I've been fortunate to have all these great coaches. And one of the reasons that I actually do a podcast with someone is because I interview them first for five, mm -hmm. 10 minutes. It doesn't take long for me to know if they're authentic. So this mm -hmm. is why I always do a pre-call before I record, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's important for me to know that whoever is going to be on my show is authentic, that they're the mm -hmm. real deal. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that their most interest is in helping someone, mm -hmm. not the finances, because the more you help, finances are just going to come. It, it, it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. People are going to like what you have to offer if you mm -hmm. are authentic, if you're mm -hmm. genuine and you're giving of yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me what your thoughts are on coaching. Mm. So, so, so much here. So much here. I got a message from a client who um, was struggling for a long time in my program, right? That's the one thing we never don't want to admit to, by the way, that there's people who are struggling, especially in business coaching programs. It's like all these people who are succeeding, you know? And, uh, and, and she sent me this message and she finally got her first paying client, right? And it's mm. like, it's, it's like it, it just needed to happen. She needed to do her own work for a long time, you know, because some, we have to do the spiritual work first, right? We cannot expect other people to like, you know, sometimes you, you have to be doing your work first and simultaneously and all that stuff. And there's one thing that she said that, um, that she fell in a trap of putting me on a pedestal and then blaming me for everything. 
And then once she realized that we're one and the same, and we all have issues, and we're all struggling uh, with, you know, going through our own lessons, it doesn't matter where you're in the business, you can have a million, $10 million business, you still have your lessons to learn. And it's like that the the bigger the devil, what they say, right? Like, yeah. bigger devil, bigger problems, you know, yeah. it's just different, right? So, and then she had the final, like, okay, I have no excuses. I can, I can, you know, and it's like, and that had me realize that this self glamorization, the self aggrandization, it really does a disservice to our clients, mm -hmm. right? And two weeks ago, I was, I was sitting in a healing ceremony overnight and I, I got a download <laughs> of like what my Facebook ad should be. And it was really hilarious. Because I used to have these like Facebook ads. Oh yeah, you know, got to seven figure businesses, 18 months of life. So great. Live in Costa Rica, five minutes from the beach in the blue zone, which is blah, blah, blah. And, and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I realized the Facebook ad should read, you know, don't worry about my life. Your job is not to want the life that I have. Your right. job is to fall in love with yourself and the life that you want to build. Mm -hmm. And so many times do we give our power away and we make somebody else special? You know, yeah. we put them in, like, that's the life that I want to have. And that's, mm -hmm. if I just have this, if I just live in a place like this and I have a life like this, then I'm going to be happy, right? right? And I just realized I don't want to feed into that. And that's where I, I share, like share as honestly as I can about my own struggles, because that has people realize I'm not special. I'm not different. You know, I cry a lot. I have <laughs> my own anxieties, my own fears, my own stuff, my own trauma that comes up, you know, and you know, my coach is like, Eva, you're sharing, so, you're sharing too much. It's no, 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 no. You need to, just <laughs> And I'm like, but it doesn't empower people when we pretend our life is perfect. Oh, yeah. It doesn't empower anybody. What empowers them is like, hey, I've got these issues too. And it doesn't matter. I can still do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a big realization. I think authenticity is the courage to stop being a superwoman or superman, you know? To stop pretending and to stop putting stuff out there that looks so perfect. Because it's so, like... You know, if you're living perfect life, then you're not living, you're, you're not doing the life that you came here to do. It's just, it's just not, you know, <laughs> it's like we came here to grow. We came here to just, you know, dive in and, you know, I'll share something. Can I share something with you, a download that Absolutely. I got? So Go it's a little, a little bit, it's a little bit crazy, but, um, but I, it's, it's, it's a little bit broad, but, but I realize, you know, most of my life, um, I was chasing, you know, the, the 30 countries and living in three different continents, working in three different languages in the MBA and the corporate world and the success and the seven figures. And I built, I own two restaurants too and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then I moved to Costa Rica. Life is perfect. Blue zone. Uh, yada, yeah, Full-time nanny, you know, somebody else doing my laundry. And so on paper, my life was like, okay, I've made it, you know, and to be perfectly honest, most of my life was completely lost and confused about what the heck I'm doing here. And I think a lot of people might relate to this where, you know, we're, we're not quite willing to admit this, but we're not quite sure what our purpose actually is. We're like, I want to say I live my life on purpose, but if I have to look deep down, then I'm not really sure that's, that's what it really is, you know? Mm -hmm. And there is this sense of confusion and there is another symptom. It's like we have this we have emotional roller coaster in our life and we have drama and we have this and that. And sometimes we pick up fights in our head and solve problems that don't exist, right? Mm -hmm. That's a symptom of one thing and that is we are disconnected from our spirit and we're lost. And that's actually not a bad thing at all. No, not at all. That is actually what we came here for. We got here, we incarnated here, we forgot everything, spiritual media. <laughs> Forget you have no recollection of your past life, very little connection to the divine. You know, most of it you're just talking to yourself in your head, right? And to your ego mind and whatnot. Completely lost. And we're waiting in the dark and we're just trying to figure stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. I mean, oh my gosh, how do we subject ourselves to this? You know, <laughs> we don't know like, why. Why do we do we it? I think we know, but we have like this limited head that has some information in it. And then most of, most of us cut ourselves off from this divine connection and it's okay. That's, that's what we came here to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And we gave, 
you know, the, the trauma that happens, that's all perfect too. That was, that was by design. Some of it, there's no coincidences in that too. You know, even, even like the really, I have a client who, who would like, talking about trauma. She had been raped 10 times by 10 different people oh. in her life. Right. Okay. And, and, and we talk about it and she knows that was by design. Now she is a trauma healer for other people and just mm-hmm. amazing stuff that she's doing in the world. But so we're walking and we're completely lost and we're like confused, but we're not willing to admit that we're confused, right? It's that's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing. I have my purpose. My life is good. I'm, I'm going after something and, and, and sit with the confusion and the lostness feels so uh, unsafe, right? Because we need control. We need certainty. And, and when we sit with this, I'm just like, I don't really know what's happening here. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. It can be really destabilizing, but that's actually telling the start telling, starting to tell the truth is the first step of waking up and gaining the connection back. Absolutely. That makes sense. A hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's like, and then you start doing that, you start telling the truth and then you see like, where did this confusion start? How did this happen? Mm. You know, when was the first time I felt so confused? And for me, it was a, a four-year-old that got spanked by my mother. And uh, it's like, you know, it's not a big deal from the outside, but from within, I was like, I did not know what that was for. And I was like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I spent a lifetime of trying to figure out how to be a better person, how to do more, how to be different, how to stand out, how to do more, be more, have more so that I, you know, would validate myself on some level. Right. But that was all by design that needed to happen. We needed to contract so that we could expand. So now we're on this, on this shift together, together, right? We're walking this here and we're like, oh my God, I've been sleeping. I've been chasing all these, all these ideas and other people's values. And now I'm waking up, I'm going, okay, well, who am I really? What does my heart really want? Right. And then he'd say, oh my gosh, my heart wants to do this, but that, that doesn't make money. What am I going to do? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think rising from the ashes, right? We need to get burnt sometimes yes. in order to understand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like all kids, don't touch the stove. It's hot. Okay. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> they get burnt. And they're like, oh, it's hot. They start crying. But you're so right. So many people, especially, you know, when you look at all the social media stuff, they're only showing the best sides or the fake sides, right? They're, they're, they're putting stuff out there that, you know, it's it's going to make everybody feel like this is the right thing or this mm-hmm. is the right way mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. And even I just heard on Instagram, they're going to allow parents to not have certain images show up on their kids' Instagram feed, which is a good thing. And they're also going to, it's a new thing coming out, where they're going to limit types of images that kids automatically if they put their ages correctly if, if that's the case not be allowed to see yeah. because a lot of teenagers think that that's how they should live their life mm-hmm. and we're teaching them young the mm-hmm. wrong things because mm-hmm. how can you chase something that's not real mm-hmm. we need reality we need that that spiritual connection mm-hmm within ourselves in order to align with the world, right? Mm-hmm. I always say this, we all live in our own little world, mm-hmm. but we share a bigger world, right? You have your world, I have my world, but we share the world together, yes. right? Yes. So it, it's it's that alignment of our worlds mm-hmm. that are going to help us connect, right? Mm-hmm. That's everything. Mm-hmm. You know, as people see me as an authority, but here's the crazy thing. I don't see myself as an authority. I see myself as a student mm-hmm. looking to learn daily. So am I an authority? Only to someone who knows less than me. But there's so many more people who know so much more that I want to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And on and on and on. So I-, I teach martial arts, right? That's one of the many businesses I have. But yes, I am a black belt. I've been training for 46 years. What are you black belt in? Kung Fu. Gotcha. But I consider myself a white belt because I'm always looking to learn. 
And I learned from my students and people like, well, I'm the, I'm the master. No, they're the ones that are going to help you become better. It's your students. It's your clients. Because if I am not open to learning, how can I teach? I can't teach. I have to be open to learn. And learning comes from anyone. I can have a five-year-old teach me something. I can have a 90-year-old teach me something. I can have someone younger than me teach me something. It does not matter. And that's the key for me personally to grow. Learning is my growth. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I can grow. Mm-hmm. It's a beginner's mind, right? And you say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't right. know. So one of the things that I also, I teach instructors, right? How to teach beginners. Because if we're sitting up on a pedestal, we don't know what the ground looks like, right? We don't mm-hmm. feel the ground. So mm-hmm. get off your pedestal mm-hmm. and be with the common person. Mm-hmm. You're no better than the common person. Mm-mm. You need to be common in mm-hmm. order to understand the common person. Mm-hmm. So you need that. You mm-hmm. need to feel the ground. So mm-hmm. when I teach a beginner, I have to have a beginner's mindset. Because if I try to teach them with all the knowledge I already have, they're not going to understand the basics. So mm-hmm. you always have to go back to the basics. And you talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. right? Going back to the basics is key. Yes, yes, yes. So much is coming up for me as I hear you say this, you know. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. I think it's such a great reminder. Where have we put ourselves above somebody else? Where will we look down on somebody else? Because we're all the same. Doesn't doesn't mean that you have to hang out with bad people and feel like, okay, we're on the same level. And, you know, the world, there's some savages out there. But um, but we're all on the same journey, you know? We all subjected ourselves to this together. Mm-hmm. We're all doing this together. We all forgot together. Yeah. We all trying to remember together. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody is in a different space too. Right. So expecting other people, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going through this with some of our, some of our clients because I'm on a very, very uh, intense mindset and spiritual journey. Right. And I have been this whole year and some of them are not at all. They just want the business stuff. Right. right. They just, they're like, I don't care about this. Like, no, 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 no. Just, you know, mindset, just, we can do some gratitude. That's about it. Like I, I want to be pumped <laughs> up for the week. You know, I, intentions. Yes. Affirmation. Yes. Gratitude. Yes. Shadow work. Hell no. <laughs> you know, <they're> like, <laughs> And that's perfectly, completely okay. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I was like making them wrong. I'm like, why can't you not? What? And then I realized, oh my gosh, no, you know, we're exactly where we need to be. Correct. Right. We're, we're exactly where we need to be. Like all of us, we're walking the path perfectly, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, I always ask the question is, if I die today, how would you remember me? That's how I need to live my life. The other day I asked some of my, my members and I said to them, if I die tomorrow and you guys never see me again, what did I do for you? And I had some of them like, oh my God, you can't talk like that. I'm like, we're all going to go. But when, right? And when I do, mm-hmm. what did I leave behind, right? I can't take any material things. I mean, yeah, they can throw them in a the coffin with you, but really? And what are you going to do with them? <laughs> you can't use anything. You can't use your credit cards. You mm-hmm. can't use your million dollars in the bank account. You mm-hmm. can't take your fancy things with you. Mm-hmm. You can't. There is no place for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. The only place that material things count is in the present. They hopefully will be there in the future. This is why we work today to make tomorrow better. But once we're gone, we can't take them with us. So what do we leave behind? That's the key. Who mm-hmm. are we? And what stage are we in? Mm-hmm. Right? If I'll be very honest with you. If I pass today, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. People are terrified of death. But guess what? I've done what I needed to do. There is so much more for me to do. But if my, my time is now, then it is what it is. I can't change it. Right? But I know that I'm okay with it. 
And a lot of people are not okay with it because of fear. What do we fear? Fear is, is what we make of it, right? Everything that we fear is because we've internalized it. That's fear. It's also what the environment has put into our heads. It's our minds that accept fear or let it be. So it's, uh, I had a friend of mine, actually, he's a UFC fighter. And I got into the car with him. He was driving and I got into the car and he, he's, a big, he's bigger than me. He's, you know, he's like four inches bigger than me and, and wider and he's just a, a beast, right? And he gets into the car and I sit into the passenger side and, and he like screams at the top of his lungs and everything. And all I did was he was trying to scare me. And I just turned around and looked at him and I said, you okay? And he's like, what? He calls me Gomez. He goes, Gomez, what? He goes, everybody I've ever done to, they jump out of their seat. They're terrified. And I said, well, is that what you wanted? He goes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I have no fear. I said, if you're going to hurt me, you're going to hurt me. So whatever it is, it is. I accept everything that comes at me, mm. whatever it is, you know. As a child, I, I had so much adversity that it taught me to just take everything as it comes. And if I can deal with it, I will. But I'm not going to be afraid of whatever comes at me. Mm. I'm not afraid of anything. And that's, uh, could that be a problem for me? Or could that be a solution to go for it? This is why I'm not afraid of doing things. Because it's that fear that stops us from moving forward, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not you, 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 you know, you say you've gone through a lot of things or whatever, but from what I see, you are, you go for it, girl. I love it. Does not mean though that I have no fear. Of, of course you have fear, but mm -hmm. I'm saying you go for things where a lot of people would have, look, you went through this, this time where you're, you're pregnant and the person you think that's going to be with you to support you is gone. Boom. Like vanished. and you decided you needed to deal with it. And a lot of people could have said, and you did for a little while, why me, poor me, all this. Mm -hmm. But then you picked yourself up and you rose from the ashes, like I said earlier, right? And you've become the person you are today because of that adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes rock bottom is a really, really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really good thing because you find that the person you were before just like it's kind of like the universe gives gives you a service you know it does you like it's it's for you you know it's like you are not willing to let go of the ways that didn't serve you here's a rock bottom now you're forced you know and it, it, it's a good thing it's a good thing and i've gone through like several several things like that ever since then you know it didn't stop then and it's like every time it's like a churn and become a different person and and let go. And right now I'm in the process of letting go a lot, a lot, a lot of fear, you know, transforming my business again. Like, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions. It's like, well, we want the tactical stuff. We want to know how to do whatever right. reels on Instagram and, and this and that. I'm like, okay, I'll bring you other people whose purpose it is not mine, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, just lots and lots and lots of opinions. And it's very, very scary. Right. And I think a lot of beginner, beginner coaches go through this where they're, they just are so, they have such a fraud syndrome, you know, like, who am I to, who am I to uh, do this? And I don't have the certifications and I don't, I'm not, you know, and I'm one of those people I said, you know, I'm not qualified to be doing this at all. I'm not qualified to be doing, I have no PhD in mindset. Is there even a PhD? I have no idea. <laughs> Literally like, you know, I'm the least qualified person to be doing what I'm doing, you know? That has been coming up for me a lot. Even if you have been in business for a while and you have an established business, you're still dealing with the good old imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, but that's that's part of it. It's part of it. Fear comes up and and self-doubt comes up. And yeah, I love that you were so fearless. I just love it. My question was like, how did you get there? How did you let go of that fear? Yeah. It's amazing. Well, almost dying several times kind of mm. make that happen. <laughs> oh. You know? oh, yeah. Oh, Lucky yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had guns put to my head. I've had a knife at my throat. 
I've mm. had, you know, where people actually, at that point, they wanted to waste me. It, uh, another good way of saying it, let's waste this guy. And someone said, we don't have time. So time saved my life because they didn't have time wow. to kill me. What? what? It's oh, crazy. How? Like, yeah. <laughs> is that in Colombia? Where in the world? This is like, New York. This was in New York. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I've fallen. uh, You know, I've been in a coma. I've been when I was a kid, you know, so I've had so much that, and I I really believe I have a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, because I literally should have been gone so long ago. Mm -hmm. And so many different situations have happened Mm. that I'm like, it's going to happen one day. You know, I just, I want to live my best life today because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. So I have to live the best I can. I have to enjoy the conversation. So this is why you and I are having mm-hmm. a conversation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I knew it would be, it would be fun, right? So mm-hmm. I have to be enjoying the moment, mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. And I chose to speak to people through my podcast because I want, I'm curious, right? So that's why I ask these questions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, your audience wants to hear this. No, I want to hear it. I'm the curious one. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. I want to know how you feel, how you and I made a connection. Because mm-hmm. for me, connecting is everything. Mm-hmm. And I did find my purpose, right? For a long time, I did not realize what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. But I realized that my purpose is to give of whatever little I have. So a lot of times people say, well, you should have charged for that. That's eh, okay. I don't need to charge for it. Well, you should make money doing this. I'm okay. I don't need it. It's not the money. It's the satisfaction. It's the, the moments that we can never get back. That's more worth to me than any amount of money. And just like the conversation we're having now, it's, I love it. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This just really, really, in a selfish way, this is the exact conversation I needed to have. So it's perfect. See that sometimes we don't know what has to happen mm-hmm. until it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about what you believe someone should look for in a coach. I'll tell you, and I also want to tell you in seven minutes, I have to be on a call. So let's do it. <laughs> Oh, what somebody should look in a coach? Well, check yourself if you are putting somebody else on a pedestal, right? And if you are outsourced, trying to outsource your life. So it's like, check yourself. And you can still work with them, but be brutally honest with yourself, right? Because I've seen this with so many people who put me on a pedestal and 10 minutes later, they hate me, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, it depends what you're trying to do. It depends. You want authenticity. You want somebody who has walked the path, somebody who is authentic, somebody who's done the work, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it, it just, it's, it's different for everybody. And sometimes you will know, you yeah. will know like within yourself, this is the person for me. This is the person that I need right now. And that is going to help me. Like I was in a conversation with somebody yesterday and uh, she's a breathwork teacher and we're meeting up and I'm going to work with her for, for a while. We're, gonna, we're doing a retreat this weekend. I'm going to work with her privately. But I knew immediately. And um, just some of the stuff that she said to me, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my person. You just know. You just know in your body, right? Like, yeah. Nice, nice. So it's important for us to look inward before we look outward, right? Mm-hmm. In order to find yeah, yeah, a person yeah. to guide yeah. us, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, And sometimes, sometimes, you know, the more, the harder the relationship is and the harder the coaching gets, sometimes the better, you know, when, when people really want to run, that's when you are really confronted. That's where you ride against your ego when you're working with somebody, right? That's when you want to, you don't want to work with them anymore. It's too much. It's too heavy. It's too whatever. You're just right. Like that's heaviness that is there. 
that confrontation, that anger, that like, oh my gosh, I don't like this person, whatever is there, like that was always there. That's not in them. That's in here. That's when you know you're right up against your biggest breakthrough. And if you can move through that and release that, then you just gave yourself another big chunk of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're working with somebody right now, if you're working with a coach and you're angry and you're upset and it's not working, you want to quit, bingo, you're, you're right there. And you have to look, you have to be, you have to be, you know, that client that sent me the message. She's been making me wrong for a year. And she was like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, cause we were just talking about specialness on our, on our group coaching call and like giving power away. And then we were looking at integrity and looking at the things we don't want to think about. We don't want to talk about. And, um, it just opened up for her after such a long time. It's like, you know, the whole world opens. It was like, yeah, you're free of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's so beautiful. But as long as you're blaming somebody, you're not going to be able to, when, when things, when you're looking outside of yourself, for anything, you're not going to be able to make the breakthrough. So, yeah. I also want to I want to let people know that when you get a coach, the coach is not the one that's supposed to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. You have to. They're just going to mm-hmm. guide you, right? So, a coach is basically a guide. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Mm-hmm. And you are the one that has to do the work in order to mm-hmm. rise up from whatever you are. Wherever mm-hmm. you are, whether it's personal life, business, love, whatever it is, mm-hmm. work is the number one key factor mm-hmm. for you to work with someone, right? Literally, mm-hmm. work is everything. You have mm-hmm. to put the time and the effort in. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Eva, thank you so much for being on this call with me. I really appreciate your time and your effort, and everything you're doing. And as authentic as you are, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Thank you and I really appreciate your help.